Well, praise the Lord, it's time for the word again. And uh, we took a little diversion from what we've been talking about uh, the past weeks and months, actually. It's been going for a while. Uh, last week, because we wanted to devote uh, quality time to communion. And I trust that you really received uh, a lot of understanding, a lot of the touch of God, the presence of God through the communion time. Amen. So today we're continuing with Church Powerful. We've been talking about how to make way for more of the power of the anointing of God to flood, to, to work, sorry, through through us, in us, and through us, touching others, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead. This is the time and the season in the middle of suffering all over the world. This is the time for the church to rise to new levels. And how can we rise to new levels except to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit at greater levels and greater measures? Amen. And what we've been dealing with at the moment is number five, which is feed on God's word. Feed on the word of God. And the last time, which was two Sundays ago, I left you with a thought that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when we feed on the word, we grow our faith. And faith is hugely important when it comes to releasing the power of of God, and I left you with a scripture in from Romans chapter one verse seventeen that says, "For in it is revealed God's righteousness from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous shall live by faith." And in this context, it's not meaning living our day to day in the sense of mere existence. It's talking about living a powerful life, living the life of God. God living his life, in a sense, through us and in us. Amen. It means living a life of power, a life of victory, a life that reflects the might of a supernatural God. So I left you with that the last time. And, and basically, that scripture is saying that we can live the way that God lives. How does God live? Think about it. How did Jesus live his ministry? He displayed the mighty power of God. Amen? Everywhere he went. He said, for this purpose was the Son of Man made manifest, to destroy the works of the evil one. And that's what Jesus set about to do. And he says, the same works that I've done, you shall do even greater works. So if we say we're following him, we have to grow the anointing, the power, we got to do what it takes so that we can walk like he did, setting people free from bondage. So that scripture is trying to tell us that we can live the way God lives with his anointing, with his power, with his abundance, if we walk in faith. The just shall live at that level by faith. You see, Jesus told us that he came that we may have life. That's the word zoe. It means the, it means the God kind of life. It's a Greek word zoe. Amen. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You see that in John chapter 10 verse 10. What is he talking about? 
He's talking in every single facet of our lives. He's not just talking life in the physical. He's also talking about life in the spirit. Amen. I've come that you may have more abundant life in the physical as well as in the spirit. Amen. And I believe this abundance of life, which includes every aspect of our lives, from the physical right through to the spirit, can only be experienced when our faith moves from little faith to great faith. From little faith to great faith. And that can only happen when we place God's word abundantly in our hearts. You know, my observation of the word of God is that little faith brings little results. In fact, to be quite honest, little faith, what Jesus often rebuked his disciples because he was training them. And he often said, oh, you have little faith when they completely fail to accomplish anything. To be quite honest, little faith gets you nowhere. But great faith moves mountains. Amen. That's when the power of God becomes manifest, is when we have great faith. God's word mixed with faith is more powerful than anything that you and I can ever imagine. Can you say amen to that? But you've got to mix the word with faith. It's not just the word, but we've got to mix the word with faith. And that's when power is released. Lazarus, come forth. And guess what? He came out the tomb. I don't know what he looked like, but I couldn't care really. He came back to life. He was dead four days. Came back to life. All bandaged up, but he came back to life. Amen. Put out your net. The disciples had fished all night and caught nothing. And Jesus comes around. He says, put out your net on the side of a boat. And the boats, not just one boat, many others came to their rescue because the first boat almost sank. They caught so many fish. Be made whole. Words of Jesus so often spoken to those who were sick. Be made whole. And they were instantly healed. Come out of him. As he cast devils out. Come out of him. You see, Jesus spoke the word with faith. That's why he got these powerful results. My question to you this morning is, would you like to be like Jesus? I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of praying for 10 people and only one gets healed. I want to see 10 get healed. How about you? But we've got to put the word in us to such a degree that our faith becomes great faith. Because when you mix God's word with great faith, you see great results. Amen. So my question to you is, would you like to be like, would you like, to be like Jesus? Speaking the word in faith and getting instant results supernaturally. Hallelujah. I want to be like that. Then... You need to put God's word in your heart. You've got to study it diligently. You've got to live by it. You've got to declare it continuously. Meditate. That's what it means. It means to mutter the word, to speak it out, to speak it forth. Then you'll begin to see the power of God in operation in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that concludes number five, which is feed on the word of God. And now today I want to go to number six, 
The sixth thing that we need to develop in our lives so that the anointing and the power can go to greater levels, greater measures. And that is to spend time in his presence. Spend time in his presence. You know, spending time in God's presence is a bit like putting a battery that is flat on charge. It's like plugging in that charger. And that flat battery begins to pick up life and begins to pick up energy. Amen. When you and I get into the presence of God, we get spiritually recharged. And that's what Jesus did so often. He went away by himself up into the mountains to get recharged. To get, so he gave so much. I mean, Jesus just gave all day. And sometimes he needed in his humanity, he needed that recharging. He needed to be in the presence of his Father. So when you and I get into the presence of God, we get spiritually recharged, repowered. And that's why being in the corporate anointing is so important for every Christian. And you know, at the moment, we can't get together in church because of a lockdown, but we can still get into the corporate anointing on the live stream. And I want to encourage you to invite friends on a Sunday morning to come and watch the live stream and get into that anointing. Amen. And the more we do that, the more we get spiritually recharged. Jesus often removed himself from the crowd in order to get recharged in the presence of God. How many of you agree that when it comes to moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is our example? Amen. If, we want, if you want to understand how to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, then study the life of Jesus and his ministry. Watch how he does things. Watch what he does. What did he do? Well, he healed every sick person who came to him. Bible says he healed all of them. He cast out every devil that afflicted those who were brought to him, including legion. Remember that one? It's nothing for Jesus. He would deal with a legion of demons who was possessing this poor man, set him free. You see, although he was on earth like all of us, he operated in spiritual gifts constantly. He was full of the power of the Holy Spirit. He exercised spiritual authority everywhere he went. No exception. He was spiritually powerful. You can't get more powerful spiritually than Jesus, by the way. So his intention is that the church will follow in his footsteps. Same works that I've done, you will also do. Even greater works. Even greater works. Amen. Now you know the story. Before Jesus began his ministry, he went into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there, he went to prepare himself for his ministry. And what kind of empowerment, sorry, what kind of preparation really did he need? Well, he needed spiritual empowerment, spiritual power, because he knew what his ministry was. His ministry was to destroy the works of darkness. And you can't do that in the natural. You can only do that by tapping into supernatural power. Amen. 
So the first thing that the Bible says concerning the result of, of, of his time of prayer and fasting, 40 days, 40 nights, was that he was empowered supernaturally. He went into the presence of God. He removed himself from the world. Luke chapter 14, verse 14. That's when he had completed his 40 days, 40 nights of prayer and fasting. It says, then Jesus returned to Galilee. How? In the power of the Holy Spirit. In the power of the Holy Spirit. So you see, being in the presence of God is part of what we need to include in our walk so that the power of the Holy Spirit increases in us and through us. You know, one of the tragedies of this modern world that we live in is that the pace of life is continuously accelerating. We are bombarded more and more and more and more, continuously. Most people live in the fast lane. Joburg is no different to all the big cities of the world. And we are continuously chasing our own tail. That's the way it is. And that is the way it's going to remain. It's not going to change. We're not going to go back into a placid life. No. In fact, as the world gets more and more involved with the hustle and bustle of life and technology and, and all of this thing, the digital world and I don't know what else, the more we're going to get more and more busy. However, we cannot use this as an excuse to stop us from spending time in God's presence. We cannot use that. We still have to make time to spend in God's presence if we are to release more of the power, more of the anointing in and through us. There is no other way.